Welcome to Divorce Redefined, changing the experience of divorce with Cindy Stibbard. Cindy is ready to have those candid and unfiltered conversations so you know how to move forward in your marriage. You'll hear inspiring and insightful discussions surrounding this taboo subject to help you feel confident in your decision. Now, here's your host, Cindy Stibbard. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Divorce Redefined, Changing the Experience of Divorce. I'm your host, Cindy Stibbard. And thank you, all of you who continue to tune in with us every week. And if this is your first time tuning in, I'm so glad you're here. On this show every week, if you haven't joined us before, we dig deep into a variety of topics that many of us can feel uncomfortable about. And one topic that I like to dig in, especially more than others, and one that triggers most of us, even those of us who have gone through it and are well on the other side, and that is the topic of divorce. Now, you all know who've been listening here for a while and following me over on my social media handles. Instagram is where you'll likely find me most. But you know by listening to this show how passionate I am about changing the experience of divorce for those going through it, even those who have been through it and are well on the other side. Because I truly believe that changing this experience is a movement. And those of you out there listening, not everyone's gone through divorce, and that's okay. You don't have to be going through divorce yourself to be supportive of this movement. But I would bet that you know someone who has, who is, or who will go through divorce at some point in their life. And that is why this show is for all of them. I truly believe that if we can get more education, more resources, and better professionals in front of all of you, those of you out there who are going through a really tough time, you know, whether it be divorce or any other major life transition, my mission and my passion is to bring you the people to help give you the tools and help you empower yourselves to navigate these tough times. Because if we can do that together, we can navigate really challenging points in our life in a better and different way. And that's where change begins. You know, that saying, I think it was Maya Angelou says, once we know better, we do better. And I truly, truly believe that. I believe that if we can start to normalize the conversations and even have the hard conversations in the first place, we can start to really break down the stigma around divorce and shame that society holds so firmly around it. And that not only is beneficial for us, in our marriages and our relationships today, but it's going to have a huge impact on the relationship and marriages that our kids have. And we can start to change that for them today. So the movement to change this experience of divorce, it isn't bigger than us. It is us. And that's why it's so important that we have this conversation with as many people as possible. And There are a couple of ways that you can help me do this and get this show in front of those people who need it. So the first thing I'd love to ask you to do, if you haven't done this already, and I know many of you have, is please rate, review, and subscribe to the show if you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Secondly, please talk about us. Talk about us on social media. Talk to your friends about us. Even if they're not going through divorce, there are so many professionals that I bring on this show for you who have so many things to share in all different parts of your life that I know even you, if you're not going through divorce, will benefit from it. And third, the third thing I'd love you to do is just show up because you're here right now. And by being here and taking it all in, You are becoming informed and educated and empowered to do your life, your relationship, and even your divorce in a better way. And I really want you to not just be a passive listener here, but to really take a snippet from each episode that can either help you in your situation or help someone you know in theirs. And I'm so proud of this show. I'm so proud of this platform that we have put together and of all of the amazing guests that I bring to you every week, because I truly believe they have so much value and empowerment to offer you at any stage of your life. So today's guest I'm really excited about. 
because she is my friend. She is my neighbor. She has also been a bit of my business mentor lately. Uh, She has been a health coach for over 20 years. She keeps mamas informed and healthy and transform their lives from the inside out. She helps them become the best versions of themselves by giving them the tools and roadmap to achieve optimal health and fat loss. She established or she created a program called Fuel for Fat Loss, which teaches her clients how to eat the right food at the right time for the right reasons and empowers them to make daily changes towards leading a healthier lifestyle. So welcome, Simone Lovell. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Cindy. And you forgot to mention that I work with you too. <laughs> you're, you're my mentor and you've been helping me get through my divorce the last few months. Well, this is what we do, right? We right empower out. women, right? We're empowering each other to get through hard times. And I yeah. think that's the beauty of all of these relationships. And that's the beauty of this podcast, your podcast, everything that we do to really help people through tough times. Because the more we can support each other, the more power we have to get to the other side. 100%. And I'm so grateful for the support. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to have this conversation. I mean, you and I talk a lot. So we have no problems having conversations about a lot of things. So those listeners out there, this could go in any direction. Just a it warning. And, and it could go really deep, really fast. We we skip the surface material usually quite quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're okay getting into those hard conversations. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you're here, first of all, because I just love what you do. And I love what you do for women. And you've created this incredible program called Fuel for Fat Loss. And you also do a detox program. And I will get into everything that you do. But that right in itself, you know, women, as we get older, I think most women are always super curious about how do I lose fat? How do I get in shape? How do I, you know, detox from the inside out if there's various health issues? So let's go back and start your story. How did you get into this? Why did you get into this? And, you know, you've got a lot of backstory as to what what brought you here today. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been a coach for 23 years. I started off as a personal trainer and nutritionist, Um, but I really, really struggled when I got pregnant. I gained 65 pounds. I was 33 years old and I my goodness, it was, it was like basically gaining another half of a person Mm -hmm. for me. Right. And so my daughter came and my health spiraled out of control. So I found it not only very hard to release the weight, but I developed eczema, migraines. Mm -hmm. I felt terrible. My first, um, marriage at that time was also very rocky mm-hmm. and my life just felt like I was spiraling out of control and and it was so hard because I I felt out of alignment most of all you know here I was a, a health coach trying to tell my clients what to do mm-hmm, yet I couldn't right. do it myself and I was out of control when it came to my food I had serious cravings I um was using alcohol to cope and Mm. numb myself through that time and through that marriage as well. And it took um, basically 18 months of spiraling for me Mm -hmm. to say enough is enough. I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I need to make a change. And in that time, I was able to turn my life around. And this is where I started to do a deep dive into detoxes and also macro balancing for food and fitness um, uh, as well for busy professionals and moms and trying to find something that was really holistic, something that was all about helping women feel good, mm-hmm. helping busy women feel good. Because now I was a mom to a, a toddler. And I didn't have the time like I used to to go to the gym right. for an hour. Yeah. And also all the things that I was doing to help me release weight before my daughter w- was born were not working. Yes. Right. So um, that's when I discovered detoxing is an incredible way to help you initiate fat loss. 
And that is what I brought to our community. And then we followed up with the macro balancing program where we essentially balance protein, carbohydrates, fat. You learn how to eat the right food at the right time for the right reasons. And then we incorporate 20 to 30 minute workouts in, um, which is very doable. So we've made fitness and health very doable uh, for busy mamas and busy professionals. That's awesome. I love it. Cause I do think, you know, especially after you have your babies, yeah. the body changes and your metabolism changes and we tend to fall trap. I mean, at least I sure did mm-hmm. is into that whole, I'm just going to have coffee for the majority of my day <laughs> because I really need to get the baby weight off. And then you start to put yourself, you know, your body goes into this least minded, this kind of freeze mode where weight wasn't coming off anymore. And then I wasn't eating properly and my energy level would be low and my moods would be all over the place. Exactly. My skin would kind of be out of alignment. You know, my hair wasn't doing great either. And when you have that, you know, you're struggling with that side of things. It definitely has an impact on your relationships, whether it's your relationships with your (laughs) husband or your partner, or even as a parent. You know, you're so, you're not nourishing your body well enough to be able to function at your optimal level. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because you mentioned two things in there that I think are really important. Number one is um, saying you weren't eating enough. You were, you know, living off of coffee, which understandably you're (laughs) exhausted as a new mom. So that's what you think is, you know, going to work. Also, people think that food is making them fat, so they eat less. Mm-hmm. But it's actually the opposite that is true. You you want to eat in order to speed up your metabolism. So when you skip meals or you don't eat enough, you're actually sending a message to your body that food is not coming in. And what it does is it starts to go into something called starvation mode. Mm-hmm. And it works to store calories rather than burn them efficiently. So you actually want to eat. You want to start your day with food. So we eat breakfast in our community and then we eat regularly throughout the day um, in um, specific intervals to c- continue to tell our body that food is coming in. This takes care of cravings. This also um, elongates your blood sugar curve. So that was the other thing that you're talking about is your mood. So when we struggle with our mood, it's because our blood sugar is doing a roller coaster. Right. And that comes from skipping meals. That comes from not eating the right food. So not balancing mm. properly with protein, carbs, and fats. So as soon as you start eating enough and you start balancing properly, you elongate the blood sugar curve and your moods become stable. It's incredible. And that's the first thing I hear from our clients is, I feel really good and I'm happier. Yeah. I mean, it's a crazy, the power of food, but I can, and I understand the fear because when I first started taking my health back in order in terms of eating properly, probably a year ago, I hired a coach, you know, she put in all of these carbs and wanted me to eat breakfast. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) like, I don't want to gain weight on this. Like what's happening here. And so it did freak me out. But at the same time, you know, I had lived a long time in a, in a calorie deficit. I had done the intermittent fasting. I had done the keto. I had literally, and I, and I'd had a long history of, um, of bulimia, you know, in my past that it, anything kind of new and wanting me to eat more food kind of freaked me out. And so she just said, you know, you got to trust the process. I need to get your body back to a healthy place because your body's been used to this starvation calorie deficit place, which is why exactly. it's not allowing you to lose any more. Yeah. And when I started eating, yeah, I did start to gain weight initially, but which freaked me out too. I was like, this is not okay. <laughs> Not what we want. <laughs> no, but but over time, as I as I stuck to it, I think my metabolism started working again. You know, I really mm-hmm. started kickstarting that, mm-hmm. and now I feel so much better. And I can't imagine now not mm-hmm. eating breakfast or eating properly. And I just yeah. feel like. I mean, I'm a way nicer person. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And your kids are happier too. But you know, um, there's three things most people think we should skip breakfast, that we shouldn't eat a, a ton of food, um, and uh, that we should avoid carbs. Those are kind of yeah. like the three myths and big misconceptions that are out there right now. And I feel like I'm like the carb food police and breakfast police is like, no, you got, you got to eat breakfast. This will tell your body foods coming in. And also, you know, what else about breakfast is that your cravings will not happen later in the day. Totally. That's what I've noticed. Yeah. And a lot of moms in particular will say, you know, I'm just by 5 
p.m. I'm famished and I'm eating my kids' snacks while I'm prepping dinner because I have to, or I'm eating a plate of cheese and crackers because I'm so hungry. But that's because they skip breakfast. They maybe had a light lunch, no protein, right? So that's really, really important in terms of cravings. But um, definitely carbs. You want to eat carbs, but we want to make sure that they're the right carbs. Mm. So um, there's some misconceptions around that as well. And some, I'll give you some healthy examples. So anyone listening, these are things that you can start incorporating. But things like sweet potatoes, which are great actually for heart health. Mm. Um Quinoa is a fantastic one. Quinoa is a superfood that will also give you a ton of energy. So I love to add quinoa um, instead of rice, or it can be added to your salads. Um, Chickpeas, lentils, Mm -hmm. fruit and vegetables are carbs as well, but they're not those starchy carbs that you need. So Mm -hmm. don't think that you can just have a big salad and that you're going to stabilize your blood sugar. You won't. You actually need Mm. some of those starchier carbs, like the sweet potatoes, like the quinoa, like the um, lentils or chickpeas, to um, get that right balance of carbohydrates in. But you don't need a lot. So that's the other misconception is, you know, uh, you've got to make sure that you're getting the right amount. Right. And when, and when you say right amount, like, are you referring to macros? And I know that's a really uncomfortable yes. word for people. Cause they're like, what is even that? Mean? What, what is a macro? <laughs> yes. And without, you know, freaking you out and uh, you know, this is something that we teach in such a big way, but essentially your macros are your protein, your carbs and your fat. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure it, for before, like what we do in our community is we actually work out specifically how much you should be having, right? how much protein you should be having, how much carbs, how much fat, because that's going to be different from your kiddos. It's going to be different from your partner, from um, yeah. your best friend. It's, it's going to be different based on your activity level, right? So it's very personal, but a good place to start is knowing that you need all three in every single meal and every single snack and then eating um, uh, throughout the day, not skipping those meals. And in our community, right. we eat five to six meals per day, which right. sounds like a lot of food, but when you break it down, it, it, it's not, there's small, smaller portions, but you're telling your body, um, throughout those intervals, food's coming in, you can relax, you can speed up your metabolism, you can burn more calories. Yes. Because I think you just need to need to stoke the fire, right? You do. Yeah. And- so do you believe like, oh, what is your mindset around? Like, are you supposed to be eating to get in your macros? So let's say I know I, I'm supposed to take in 130 pounds of protein, one gram per pound of your body mm-hmm. weight. Right. Yeah. And then my carbs kind of fluctuate depending on what I want to be doing, leaning out or just maintaining. And then my fats are usually around like 47 grams. But do you find that you're encouraging w- women to eat for their macros or to eat for their calories? Or if you're eating for the macros, does it balance your calories out? Like, how does that work? Such a great question. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I've actually never been asked that before on a podcast. And I'm so glad you asked it because this is so important. You should always eat for your macros first. Mm. Ideally, you want to get within that calorie framework. So what we do, I'll I'll just break it down for you. Um, As soon as you start Feel for Fat Loss, we send you our calculator and it's a sophisticated calculator that determines how many calories you should be having. Cause again, that's going to be very personal to you. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is based on your basal metabolic rate, your activity, um, your activity throughout the day, and then also your fitness activity. So some of our clients are working out, some of them are not working out. So that's going to change how many calories you should be having. But then what I tell our, our clients is once you have that calorie breakdown, it's just a framework. We're actually not a calorie counting program at all. Right. You want to work to get kind of somewhere in that framework within 200 calories of that framework. But I'll always say, number one, balance your macros. And if you go beyond it by 500, but you're eating food that's on the menu, which is whole nutritious food, food that comes from the ground or has a mother, that's fair game, right? So comes right. from the ground, like fruit, vegetables, lentils, chickpeas, like I talked about, but then also has a mother. So, you know, like a cow has a mother, or right? Fish, right. Yeah. Um, that's the, those are the two pieces. If you can eat whole food, um, in that category, but you're above your calorie framework by 500 calories, you will never, ever gain weight. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So never be right. afraid of those calories always go for macro balancing, eating whole nutritious food. Now, if you go out and you're eating 
fried food right. and you exceed things by 500, 500 calories. That's you a completely that different thing. Or yes. you have that like yes. bottle of wine. <laughs> yes, which you can still have, but we, yeah. you know, it's, it, you've got to be really strategic about it. That is what we do is we have a strategy around treat days. Um, because if you don't have a strategy, then you're just like, Oh, I'm just going to have it in moderation. And what does moderation even mean? Oh gosh. Right. Is that, and the moment you stop doing it, you like want it all the time. Right. I know for me, like if I try to restrict myself, it's like, Oh God, what, what a disaster. Cause now I've just overdone it. (laughs) Yes. So don't restrict yourself. And you know, this is not about dieting or depriving yourself. I don't think there are any good foods, um, or bad foods. Um, but there is a, a way to fuel your body better. 99% 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. Right? If you do that and then strategically schedule those treat days in, you're going to be absolutely fine. And you know what's so great is that you'll have that treat and you could take it or leave it, which right. is amazing. And, you know, personally, when I was, um, you know, a, a mom, Shelby was a brand new baby, I would live for my walks with her because I'd walk up to Safeway and I would get a cheap chocolate bar. So either a Kit Kat or a (laughs) Mars bar, like the cheapest of the cheap, but like full of sugar. Right. And I was completely addicted to sugar. My whole day leading up to that time, that's all I could think about. Mm. That's all I was excited about. And when you get to the point where you detox, you start balancing macros, you get to the point where you look at that treat and you could take it or leave it. And by the way, I don't eat chocolate bars like that anymore. If I have a chocolate bar, it's like a 10 out of 10. Awesome. Like Godiva, like like something. Yes, yes. I want to make it amazing. But those cravings are gone. That addiction is gone. So you can 100% get this under control. It does take typically 30 days of removing those foods 100% um, to get you to that point where you are in control of your food. But let me tell you, that's food freedom. When you can look at something that, you know, used to govern your day and that's all you would think about. And now you could look at it and say, "Mm, I don't need it. I don't need Halloween candy. I don't need it anymore. Whereas before I would buy a Costco size, (laughs) no joke of uh, Halloween candy. And I'd eat the entire box before Halloween would even hit. No joke. I don't buy it now until the day of Halloween, because I still, I don't want to tempt myself. Like I, you know, there, there could be still a there. We still like it. Yes. And we can justify, right. Those little candies are like, yeah. oh, they're just little. Yeah. Right? As I, yeah, as I no eat 10. Deal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow. Yeah. And I think that once you fuel that sugar again, then your body just wants more. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a couple of things that I want to address here. Like the first one is when we get over 40, you know, you and I are both over 40. I'm a lot older, older than 40. <laughs> I don't you. think you're <laughs> <laughs> But your body starts to change. And I do see a lot of women, you know, still in that fear uh, mindset of I don't want to, and I want to gain any weight. I mean, I was there too. Like I mm-hmm. wouldn't eat pasta. I refused carbs. It was like, you know, those are the enemy. Um, a lot of women getting older and they, they can't keep weight off or they can't take weight off yes. and they want to know why that's happening to them in their forties. Yeah. So, and I know that you specialize this in is, women over 40, right? I do. Yeah. And so something really interesting happens over the age of 40, as we head into our perimenopause years, Menop- a perimenopause happens around 42 and then menopause after that. Um, but basically your cortisol levels increase and your estrogen decreases. And it's this imbalance in hormones that causes everything to fall out of whack. So it's important to know these things and work. There's actually estrogen boosting foods that you can have um, so that you can equalize that balance. Also keeping cortisol at bay is really important. Something that a lot of women do is like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gaining weight. I'm going to hit the gym and start working out one hour a day or two hours a day, I'm just going to go nuts with my mm-hmm. workouts. But what that does is it actually increases cortisol some more. Right. And for a and lot cortisol of cortisol is stress hormone. It's right? our stress hormone. We yeah. need that stress hormone, but we need it in very small amounts. And unfortunately, over the age of 40, being female, it's going to increase significantly in our bodies naturally. So we really have to work to keep it at bay. Mm. And one of the best ways to keep it at bay is through shorter workouts that can be shorter, more intense workouts. So they're still effective, but not going for those one hour workouts anymore. That is going to increase way too much cortisol in your body. You will plateau faster than anything else. 
Wow. Yeah. So you see people just like giving her on the treadmill for like yes. an hour. I used yes. to be one of those Yes. and then realize or feel like, why is nothing happening in my body? And then I feel sometimes too, you know, that high energy exercise can be a coping mechanism when people are going through stress, yeah. but, and, and even not eating. But I think, you know, what I've heard you say is that that's actually no, harm more harmful to your body Absolutely. When, when you're already in stress, don't put it in more stress. Don't put it in more stress by starving yourself and working out more. And that's what most people do. We think that food is making us fat. So let's eat less. And oh, I need to lose weight. I need to go to the gym more. So we're doing everything in the wrong way, right? So exercise less, eat more, <laughs> right. which hopefully you walk away from this with this message um, being like, okay, that's awesome. This is exciting because I can do that. We can all eat a little bit more of the right food and we can all exercise less and do the right exercise as well. Yeah. The, yeah. Exercise is important. And I know that weight bearing exercises are especially mm -hmm. important at our age too, right? Absolutely. Yes. To prevent things like osteoporosis, to increase bone density over the age of 40, as we age, I mean, these things are really, really important. Mm -hmm. And are you encouraging women to, to do something active every day or have a workout every day or what's the schedule you typically? Recommend? Yeah. So what we do in our community is we split um, the days between cardio and strength. So we have two cardio days per week and we have three strength days per week. And then we split the body up in those strength days. We're doing a lot of calisthenics. So things like push-ups, squats, um, sit-ups, uh, as well as lifting weights and lifting heavier when possible as well after you've been doing it for a few weeks. And that's always going to give you the best results. So a lot of us think cardio is going to give us the best results, but this is absolutely not the truth. Um, the, the thing about weight training is you are going to uh, continue to burn calories after that weight training session. Whereas with cardio, you just burn calories and then that's it. Once you're done, you're done. Mm -hmm. So strength training has that, um, that uh, excess um, post-oxygen consumption is what it's called. And basically that means you're burning more calories after for the next 48 hours, which is huge. Right. Totally. And it changes the shape of your body mm -hmm. too. You know, when I started doing more weights than cardio, that's when I started to see the sculpt, you know, and, and I think we, as women, we always think, oh, I don't want any shape. I just want to be small. <laughs> and yeah, I think that too, but at the same time, shape is so nice. And mm. I find that because your metabolism gets boosted, the more muscle you have, you can have a couple of those treat days or treats here and there, and they're not going to impact you like they might have if you weren't doing weights, right? 1000%. Yeah. Yes. And so that is true freedom. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's get into more of that when um, we're just going to go and have a little quick break, but we're going to dive right back into this um, when we return. We'll be right back. All of us know that it is next to impossible to make rational, logical, and even smart decisions from a place of fear. Most times, if we are in a place of fear and uncertainty, we won't make a decision at all. Cindy supports many individuals and couples at this stage who have been unhappy and unfulfilled, who are either currently in the process of divorce or just only contemplating the idea of separation. Cindy's clients are wise and brave enough to realize that they need to know more before they are able to make such a big life decision. Working with a divorce coach at these stages is the smartest investment you could make for yourself and your family and it will almost always set you up for a better outcome, whether you choose the path of divorce or not. There have been many individuals and couples who have decided to give their marriage another shot after working with Cindy. As a divorce coach, certified divorce specialist, and qualified discernment counselor, Cindy is an advocate of healthy relationships, whether a couple chooses to separate or try to stay together. She provides new insights, education, guidance, emotional support, and understanding of the many possible options for both individuals and couples who are on the brink of separation. At the end of the day, as Maya Angelou once said, when we know better, we do better. This is exactly the focus and purpose of working with Cindy. Are you considering separation or currently in the process of divorce and feeling overwhelmed, afraid and confused about what this means for your future and that of your children? Do you want to make the right decision without regrets? Why keep waiting? Book a free confidential discovery call with Cindy today. Text DIVORCE to 604-200-6446 or email info at divorceredefined.ca. 
All of us know that it is next to impossible to make rational, logical, and even smart decisions from a place of fear. Most times, if we are in a place of fear and uncertainty, we won't make a decision at all. Cindy Stibbard, founder of Divorce Redefined, professional divorce and decision coaching, supports many individuals and couples at this stage who are unhappy and unfulfilled, who are either currently in the process of divorce or just only contemplating the idea of separation. Does this sound like you? If it does, you are not alone. Text DIVORCE to 602-200-6446 to book your free call. Those who choose to work with Cindy are wise and brave enough to realize that they need to know more before they're able to make such a big life decision. Working with a divorce and decision coach at these stages is the smartest investment you could make for yourself and your family. And it will almost always set you up for a better outcome, whether you choose the path of divorce or not. There have even been many individuals and couples who have decided to give their marriage another shot after working with Cindy. Because what she offers at Divorce Redefined is different. You don't have to only be getting a divorce to benefit from her professional guidance. Cindy offers a unique element in addition to her popular divorce services called Decision Coaching. Decision coaching is a type of guided support that is meant to help couples get out of that indecision purgatory. Modeled after her training at the Doherty Relationship Institute, Cindy Stibbard's decision coaching approach is specifically designed to do just that, help couples come to a decision, whether to take one more shot at reconciliation or whether it's better to prepare for divorce. Regardless of the direction taken, couples on the brink finally find the clarity and confidence to know whatever they decide, it is what's best for their family. As a divorce and decision coach and certified divorce specialist, Sydney Stibbard is an advocate of healthy relationships. Whether a couple chooses to separate or try to stay together, she provides new insights, education, guidance, emotional support, and understanding of the many possible options for both individuals and couples who are in the process of uncoupling. At the end of the day, as Maya Angelou once said, when we know better, we do better. This is exactly the focus and purpose of working with Cindy. Are you considering separation or currently in the process of divorce and feeling overwhelmed, afraid, and confused about what this means for your future and that of your children? Do you want to do this right and make choices without regret? If you still aren't sure, ask yourself this. If I'm still in this exact place six months to a year from now, am I going to be okay with that? If your answer is no, Cindy is ready for you. Book a free confidential discovery call with Cindy at Divorce Redefined today. Text DIVORCE to 604-200-6446. That's text DIVORCE to 604-200-6446 to book your free discovery call today. You don't have to do this alone. You are listening to Divorce Redefined, changing the experience of divorce with Cindy Stibbard. If you have a question for Cindy or her guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here is Cindy Stibbard. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Divorce Redefined. And I am here joined with my special guest, neighbor and friend, Simone Lovell. Simone is the mastermind behind a program called Fuel for Fat Loss, where she helps get mamas informed and healthy and transform from the inside out so that they can become the best versions of themselves. Simone gives them tools and a roadmap to achieve optimal health and fat loss. She really focuses on how to eat the right food at the right time for the right reason and empowers them to make daily changes towards a leading a healthier life because she had to do this for herself. We had just talked before the break how she had had her first child and really noticed herself spiraling out of control health-wise and so had to take herself, you know, take herself in hand and and put it all back on track. And Simone, let's get into a little bit of that because I know that when we are not in a happy place in our lives, we can then spiral out of control and be un- unhealthy in different ways, whether we're eating crappy food, which then makes us even unhappier, or we're drinking to cope with whatever's going on at home or whatever we're dealing with on the family yeah. front, which is, I I did a lot of that too. So when you were spiraling out of control after, after Shelby, you know, explain what was going on in your life and how you, you, yeah. what you did to put yourself back on track. Well, on a personal level, my marriage was failing. 
you know? So here I was with a newborn and realizing Mm -hmm. that our relationship was not going to make it. Wow. Which was really hard. Um, You know, I wish I would have known you at that point in my life (laughs) because I would have, um, you know, gone about things probably better and had the talk right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. In, a, in a more constructive way. Um, so what followed, you know, was a, a hard um, few years, you know, but essentially, I was crying myself to sleep every single night for mm-hmm. years, knowing that this um, relationship was not going to work. And this was also the father of my child and, and really struggling with Oh, my gosh, you know, am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. By leaving my daughter's dad. And so I would play with two scenarios. One is um, dumbing myself down and staying with him until Shelby was older so that we could keep the family unit together Mm -hmm. Um, or leaving. But what is that going to do to my daughter? And so, yeah. So um, there was one night that I remember in particular, and I was reading her a bedtime story. It was just me and her. And I started crying and I remember her looking at me and saying, mommy, why are you crying? Mm -hmm. And um, in that moment, I decided that I needed to actually show her what a strong woman looks like, because here I felt so weak and unempowered in this relationship and it wasn't getting easier. It was getting harder by staying in it. And I wasn't strengthening. I was weakening and I needed to strengthen. And the only way to strengthen was to leave. Yeah. So I made that really tough decision to leave, but ultimately it was for her because I knew she would benefit from seeing what a healthy, happy, strong woman looks like. And so I put myself to work and I said, you know what, all I'm going to do right now is I'm going to make sure that I am super strong, super healthy. I'm going to get my mindset right. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to do it for her. And I, you know, it was as hard as it was. And of course, like we never want to um, break up a family, right? But we it, don't get it, married to get, to get divorced. Never. Right? Yes. Yeah. But it was, it was truly the best decision that I ever made for me and for my daughter. Wow. And that takes such immense courage, especially when you're the stay at home mom and you've got a small child at home, mm-hmm. you know, and I think a lot of women are in that position too. For you, when did you notice or feel inside, you know, your intuition that things were no longer happy for you, that this relationship was maybe not going to fulfill its future. Mm-hmm. You know, when did you sort of feel that? I think I started to feel it when I noticed I was so out of control, like going back mm. to me being out of control, living for that chocolate bar, living for my glass of wine or two glasses of wine at 5 p.m. I couldn't even make it till six, mm-hmm. you know, living for the bachelor at night because I didn't I could just sit and numb out to Netflix and I didn't have to think about what was going wrong in my life. Just seeing that this was not the woman I wanted to be. Yeah. Life is short. This is not the woman I want to be. I don't want to watch hours of Netflix and, you know, um, not be with my partner and be happy. I don't want to um, be out of control with my food. And so it, it really... It was, it was my day-to-day lifestyle habits that reflected back on me and mm-hmm. it made me see how stuck I was. Yeah. Yeah. And how long did it take you from that moment realizing it until you actually made the move mm. to leave your marriage? A few years. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. It's actually amazing that a woman will contemplate leaving their marriage for a minimum of two years before they actually do anything about it. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was five, but it was also begging and pleading for therapy because I knew something wasn't right, but I didn't really know what, and I didn't yeah. know how to communicate myself. You know, I was a terrible communicator then and we both were. So it was just like, you know, yeah. just missing each other completely. And then realizing like, is this really as good as it gets? Like, am I going to feel like I cannot get through to this person and we completely are out of line? Do I have to just give up and sweep this under the rug and pretend that it's all good and keep on drinking my wine so that I could numb out, you know, because this is what coping, this is what moms did, right? They coped, they had everything on their plate and a relationship that they weren't super excited about. And you go through that phase, especially as an early mom. And you think, what is this? Is this my life? Totally. 
years. Yeah. yeah, for years. And now looking back, I think I make decisions differently now because um, I, I won't wait years ever again mm-hmm. to make a hard decision. I sit with it and I will make it way quicker <laughs> and I won't be miserable yeah. for that long. But you think of how risky too, like we've talked about this before, how risky that is for the woman to leave a situation. You know, you were the stay-at-home, you were the caregiver, the primary caregiver, right? Um, Actually, you know what? No, um, that's not entirely true. We did split our time um, and we were both working. Mm. Um, But the first few months I stayed home um, okay. completely At the beginning. Yeah, yeah. with her. Yeah. And, but, you know, my finances were almost zero. Mm. And, um, that was really scary for me because I knew I had to leave, but I actually had no idea how I was going to support myself and my daughter. I I had no idea, but I, it's just, it goes to show that when you make a decision and you know, it's the right one, I think the universe conspires to support you. And, um, also you just make it work. Yeah, You, You get tough and you figure it out because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. You have to, you do make it work. And I think that, I think part of you never really knows if it's the right decision. You Mm -hmm. just know that it's something that you know you need to do because you can't go on the way that it is. And if you are with someone who isn't willing to meet you even halfway, Mm -hmm. you can't do all that heavy lifting yourself. You cannot transform a marriage with only one person willing to do any of the changing. Yes, one person can do a lot, but it can't completely repair everything that needs to be done inside that relationship. And I was like you, you know, I looked at my kids. I'm like, what am I doing? I hadn't worked in 11 years. I did not have access to family finances. I had no savings, no bank account, nothing. And I thought, what the hell? Like everyone in my position or any, all of the women in my life at the time were like, really, why would you leave this lifestyle? Like, what are you thinking? Can you just sort of like, this is a bad patch. I'm like, this bad patch has gone on for too long. I feel like I'm lost myself, you know? And I looked at my daughter and I thought, what would I tell you? What would I tell her if she was in my position? And I just knew that I needed to be strong that the strength in me was being silenced, being lost. And I didn't like that. I felt ashamed that I had let myself get to that place. And so I wanted to break free of that. Isn't it interesting when you have kids and I think especially daughters, you know, if you're a woman and you have a daughter and and that was, that was exactly what went through my mind is what would I tell her to do in this scenario? Mm -hmm. How do I want to show up so that she's watching me, you know, at that Mm -hmm. age, you know, she's three or four at that time. And she was really watching me Mm -hmm. and they always are. And words don't teach acts actions teach, you know? And, um, so, uh, it's really important what we, what we do and what we show our kids. A hundred percent. And I think that you know, what you're saying is, is exactly right. Children don't really learn from what we tell them to do. They they really catch our behavior, right? So behavior is not always taught, but it's caught. So they yes. catch what you do. And I, I, I struggle with this all the time when I see women not wanting to get divorced when they know they should because of the kids, because they think the kids need to have a stable home. But what are you really showing them? You know, you're really showing them that marriage is supposed to be like this, disconnected, mom might drink too much, or there really is no love or whatever it is, or you sacrifice yourself for this situation. And, you know, as kids are smaller, they have a little bit more resiliency to get over something like this because you are still, both parents are still their life raft. They need you to survive. Mm -hmm. As they get older, they need you a bit less and less and they're able to take care of themselves more and more. They can start to develop their opinions and they might not like the fact that you're leaving the marriage now. And so now they have a little bit of a resentment against you or they don't understand. And then when they get to be adults, you know, now they don't leave you, don't need you. And maybe you've left this marriage and like, I don't agree with you at all, mom or dad. And now this relationship is fractured because I don't understand why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. And you know, you're touching on something really interesting and that's judgment, judgment from your kids or judgment from others. And there's still so much stigma around divorce. So Mm. at this time, when I was thinking about um, making this move and divorcing my husband, I remember asking, a client of mine. So I was a personal trainer in a gym and I, I would spend, you know, hours upon hours with this woman. And I really loved her. I looked up to her. She was a lawyer and I was telling her about my situation. She goes, Simone, 
why would you get divorced? It's always better for the kids for mm. you guys to stay together. And that is also mm. something that plagued me and probably was, you know, a thought that was going through my mind for those few years as well. But, you know, judgment from others was huge. And I didn't want to uh, walk away and be judged. Yeah. You know, until the point where I didn't care because it was just, it was too long and I just had to walk away. But I mean, we're, there's so much stigma around divorce still. And we got to stop that. We do. We do. There's a lot of stigma around everything, right? A lot of things that we need to stop doing. And I love that you were able to recognize that and do something that you need to do for yourself. And I know that your health journey had a lot of influence on how you were able to recover from divorce because divorce, as you know, you know, it's, it's emotionally taxing. It's draining. It's stressful. You're literally feeling like you're all consumed by it at some Mm -hmm. points. Right. And that you just don't know the way out. So how did you use, you know, fitness nutrition to help you cope through these really, really hard times when all you want to do is, you know, drink Mm -hmm. wine or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, crawl under the covers and eat M&Ms all day? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I did. I did. You know, as soon as that separation happened and I moved out, I moved into my own place. My goodness, my anxiety was through the roof there were nights where I'd wake up in the middle of the night, unable to breathe. There were mornings where I was lying on the bathroom floor, unable to breathe and not sure how I was going to drive my daughter to school. Mm -hmm. And so I actually, even though my health was um, at a good point, um, I started to really struggle with anxiety right after the separation um, to the point where I wasn't functioning very well uh, Mm -hmm. for a while. And I went to a naturopath and, um, I, I, I wasn't going to bring this up today, but, um, she's like, you know, you were, you are complete, your adrenals are done. Um, and now your cortisol, talk about cortisol is at a whole new level. I was drinking coffee because I was so exhausted from the adrenal fatigue, but it was actually making the adrenal fatigue worse. So in this time I took my health to a new level now. So I had all of the pieces um, that I was doing before, but now I really worked to come back from adrenal fatigue and mm-hmm. work to, to alleviate all anxiety from my life. So I actually quit coffee and oh, oh, um, yeah, uh, no, I, that. That, I know, no, 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 and I didn't <laughs> want to, I, when the naturopath suggested it, I said, no, anything else, not coffee, anything else. And, um, but she's like, no, let's cut down. So I started to cut down. I started to feel so much better. Mm. Um, I was also in that time, we were playing with intermittent fasting in our community as well. And, um, there's so much that's come out about intermittent fasting now, and this is why we don't practice it anymore, but it, it actually, um, increases your anxiety and levels of depression as well. Wow. So this is, this is why you can see all of uh, the incredible fat loss results and health results by still having breakfast. So this is why we practice breakfast in our community and to make sure that we alleviate anxiety and depression. So, um, wow. so it was little tweaks at that point that mm. I've started to focus on that, um, that brought me back, but I did, I did make an error um, in this time. Um, and, uh, because I was now, you know, just struggling with the fact of being single, Mm -hmm. you know, it had been years, it had been 12 years since I'd been single and I rushed into another relationship. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was looking back now, hindsight is 2020 and I won't do it again. But if, you know, I could just speak to anybody right now who maybe is going through a separation or divorce, it is so important, I think, to take that time after your separation just for you to really heal, to grieve. Because even though I was the one who wanted to leave this relationship, I still needed to grieve the fact that I, I lost this relationship. Yeah, yeah. This was the father of my child. I never wanted this. I never wanted that. I want, I thought it, when I said I do, it would be forever and ever and ever, right. but I didn't take the time to grieve it. I jumped straight into another relationship and straight into another marriage. And I got married within just a few years after, and now I'm divorced a second time. Wow. So, so yeah. now I'm divorced, um, you know, two divorces in four years also had to struggle with the stigma of that. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, now at least I'm at the point it's been six months and I finally can talk about it as you know, um, mm-hmm. without 
losing it and breaking down. Mm -hmm. But I can truly see that I didn't take that time after the initial divorce, just for me, just to focus on me and really heal. And I regret that. And now I will. Yeah. And I, I, that is such a powerful lesson because I do see that all the time because you are feeling empty. You do want your cup mm-hmm. to, be, to be filled. You haven't felt that way in a really long time. I mean, I was guilty of it too, right in for, from you know, marriage to the next one. And the one thing I think in my situation, saving grace is I didn't want it to go any quicker than that. Like we are not married. We don't live together. I knew mm-hmm. that I had to put the brakes on in that way because I wasn't healed. He wasn't healed. We needed to do this separately as well. We had lots, we have lots of kids in the mix too. And so we're going, we're going through it in a very step-by-step modern type of, of relationship Which now. Which is awesome. And it's not easy because society expects that, you know, you, you follow right into another relationship and it's so easy to do because you meet someone, you think, oh, they're nothing like my ex spouse or my former spouse. This is going to be amazing. I'm on cloud nine. This person makes me feel so good. I want to start again and feel that, feel that spot. And that's why we also see such, I mean, the biggest decisions that I see people making are within the two, the first two to three years of being together. You know, that's when they decide, yes. oh, well, I'm old enough now to, to, to make this decision. We're going to move in together. We're going to buy a house. We're going to blend families, whatever that is without really knowing each other deeply and knowing the ins and outs of what is it going to be like? And when you're parenting, you know, these kids and I'm parenting these kids and we we're all living under the same roof now. First families are not the same as second families and first partners are not the same as second partners because there's already so much there that they have to adapt to that takes a bit more time. And so I do encourage men and women, you know, take some time. You can still date and be together, but you don't have to completely lose yourself in this relationship again, not only because on that personal level. But think of how difficult it was to uncouple yourself financially within a house, like, you know, property wise, and then yeah. even having a, a, your child go through maybe, you know, the, the loss of another relationship. It's huge. And I think that's the thing that is truly the hardest. First of all, I, you don't, you, you just said something so important is that we you normally make those big decisions within the first two to three years. But do we really, really know? that person well enough to make these big, big decisions? Have we seen them in every single scenario? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, have we seen them go through a death? You know, I saw that with um, uh, my first husband. I, I There were some really hard things that happened to him that caused him to spiral mm-hmm. and also put a lot of pressure on our relationship. So, you know, spend some time, like, I'm thinking four, five, six years, spend some time <laughs> yeah. to really get to know someone and see them in many different scenarios to make sure that this is truly the partner that you can, again, live with and build a life with. And um, also, yeah, it's been incredibly challenging for my daughter who who lost a, a second dad. Mm-hmm. You know, this the second um, relationship. I, I wish I hadn't jumped into it because it put a lot of heartache on her in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but at and the same so, time, like you were making the best decision you knew how to yes. make in the moment that yes. you thought was the right yes. thing, right? Yes, absolutely. But, but, but if I could, you know, like you said before making these big decisions with someone in the future, taking that time and making sure that this is the right fit before you bring your children in to potential heartache. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't protect your children from everything. But in this scenario, I do feel like I could have protected her more. And it was more of my weakness, me needing to fill a a, a hole in my heart from my first marriage, you know, uh, by getting married again so quickly that um, that put that strain on her. So I I do feel like taking that time to heal uh, is so huge. And then also getting to know someone really, really well before you build that 
big life together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And really starting to refocus on you, you know, like I've only mm. known you since you just recently or recently divorced Yeah, and the, f- the energy and the focus that I've seen you put on yourself yeah. has been empowering in itself, oh, you know, thanks just for saying that. Yeah. To see that a woman coming you. out of that yeah. hard place. I can't tell you how different I feel um, in my day to day. I used to really feel like I needed that partner to fill that void and complete me. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, in the last few months, I've really come to the realization that I really love spending time just with me. Um, I love working on myself and doing all the things and I will say it. And I say it to our community all the time. It's my food that has healed me mm-hmm. in a really big way, uh, in this time. And one of those things is detoxing. There is a nerve that runs from our gut to our brain called the vagus nerve. Right. And our emotional health is actually tied to our gut health. So I detox with our community every single time. And the last detox that happened was um, two weeks after my separation, my surprise separation. Um, But it got me to a place where I could actually cope. Mm-hmm. So huge correlation between our gut and our emotional health. And then the second thing is my, my workouts have strengthened me mm-hmm. in such a big way. Um, you know, we challenge ourselves in those 20 to 30 minutes and really push ourselves. We lift heavy, we do more reps. Uh, we do maybe exercises that you wouldn't necessarily think that you do can do. And we repeat the mantra. We can do hard things. I can do hard things. I can do this. I'm strong. I'm capable. I'm brave. I'm all these things. And it's when you push yourself in those scenarios on your mat, in your workouts, you start to actually believe that you can do hard things. You're like, Oh my gosh, that workout was killer. I did that. That's a crazy validation. And then when things get hard in your day, cause they will, Mm -hmm. You have this layer of resilience now mm-hmm. because you already proved to yourself that you can do hard things and that rewiring in your brain is, is happening every single time. Yeah. Right. So um, I say it every single time my food heals me, my workouts strengthen me. And so, you know, uh, if anybody is struggling with a separation or going into a separation or divorce, I really would say is look at your food, eat as natural as you possibly can detox your gut, have probiotics. Um, and I'm not talking about vitamins. I'm talking about probiotic foods, things like apple cider vinegar, mm-hmm. fantastic. For example, such a simple thing that you can add to your day. That is an incredible probiotic that will basically increase, um, uh, the good bacteria in your body, get that emotional health going, and then add your workouts in, add that movement in, and uh, you will feel stronger. You will. And just the clarity and the more balance that you feel, because when you're going through a divorce, like you feel out of control and the more that you can do to, to ground yourself in your nutrition, in just exercise, you might not have it in you to have a a big workout, but at least get yourself moving, go for a walk, go for anything to get that serotonin, start pumping in your body. Right. Yes. It's a big deal. And and I love what your program does for women, especially over 40, and you deal with a lot of hormonal things and detox. So I love today's conversation. I mean, you and I talk about this for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> we yeah. could go on for days. It's just so, it's so amazing talking to you. And I just love what you're doing in your community. I love how empowered and strong you are after divorce and and the mother that you are and how you're raising your daughter to, to be a strong, empowered female that's impressive as well so thank you so much Cindy and thank you for taking me on as a client and helping me with the divorce and the court stuff it's not easy but just knowing that I have someone on my side that has my back and that can also read the legal jargon and help me get through it (laughs) I love that stuff yes yeah because as a single mom right like with my own business I, I, and I'm trying to understand this, you know, all this court stuff for the first time. It's really overwhelming. So having you in my court has just been incredible. Oh, well, I'm, it's my pleasure to be there. So before we wrap up and thank you for being here, tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, um, Instagram is probably the easiest. I have a brand new Instagram. It's at Simone level coach. Also, my website is fuelforfatloss.com. 
Amazing. Thank you. Yes. And check out her website because she also has these amazing cookbooks and recipe books. If you just want to download them because you want some smoothies, you want some healthy salads, you want some holiday ideas for what to to make. You've got some amazing and they're gorgeous. They look beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. So thank you so much for being here. And thank you to all of you out there listening to us. I know that you got a lot of value out of today's show. And please share this with everyone that you know. And subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I look forward to you returning with us again next time. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Divorce Redefined, changing the experience of divorce. We hope Cindy and her guests were able to put your mind at ease and help you make the right decision for your marriage. We wish you a beautiful week.